some kind of cop. This episode is what happens if you're one of those sociopaths who picks anything other than Plan C at the end of Grand Theft Auto V. What I'm saying here is never let shame be your Franklin. Just don't do it. It's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. <laughs> Everybody pile on into Mackie's Clubhouse. I'm Kevin. I'm Larry. And here we are. We're finally at Season 5, Episode 11, Postmortem. Or Postpartum. Postpartum, yeah. <laughs> postmortem is probably a better, better Also. Time. To me, if, if Shane's anybody from Grand Theft Auto, he is absolutely Trevor. A hundred percent. Oh, he that is that is Walton Goggins right there. That is Shane Vendro. Yep, they're uh, definitely family. That guy was on The Walking Dead for a while. Hell yeah. He was on yeah. uh, Better Call Saul a little bit too. Oh pops up on there once in a while. Watch that. But like <laughs> he's kind of Trevory on The Walking Dead that I've seen. No, I don't watch it. The wife loves it, but I, I don't love it. It's boring as fuck. Here's an yeah, idea for a zombie show. Put it. some fucking zombies in it once in a while. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> there's awesome. plenty of zombies in there. No, no, there's not plenty of zombies. There are <laughs> some zombies in there. Occasional zombies. Yeah, occasional <laughs> zombies. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, know. to be fair, if it's all just nonstop zombies, then they start losing their threat after a while. It's like this can only be so threatening. Like, how much? How can we really? still be sweating these zombies like five years into this that's what i'm saying <laughs> but then everybody's everybody's trying to fight each other like oh i'm yeah, gonna beat up daryl daryl and negan are fighting and then the guy with the tigers and it's like what do you guys <laughs> want power of there's nothing there there's nothing to rule that's true who gives a shit yeah. you guys can have it all just i'm just gonna go hide in this hole yeah, they're all fighting for whatever little bit of food is left. Yeah, okay, whatever. It's all <laughs> going to run out eventually, you fucking idiots. Instead of fucking fighting over the last couple cans of peaches, go find something else to eat together <laughs> as a team. More positivity in the world, Jank. That's what we need. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to be a good show, though, if everyone is just singing Kumbaya around a campfire. <laughs> you don't have to sing Kumbaya. It could be something else. It could be like... Uh, Heaven is a place on earth. Ooh, that would be entertaining. Yeah, that's what I'm they saying. They just do all the best of Belinda Carlisle? Yes. Oh, well, that, <laughs> I think that's it. Is that one song? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I love Belinda Carlisle, but I I don't know anything solo other than that song that she has. About Mad About You. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that song. Oh, okay. All right. Lost in your eyes, deep down inside. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, I would have... Uh, oh, man, I'd still been bowling the Carlisle over. <laughs> That's a different podcast, though, Jake. Today, we're talking about that The is. Shield. We uh, are. Original air date, March 21st, 2006, directed by Stephen K. We've talked about him before. This is the fifth episode he's directed so far. Yeah. His old hat. And I still, I literally remember exactly where I was when I watched this episode. To this Do day. you really? Yeah. Once you said the day, I'm like, I definitely remember. It must have been spring break because this was my last year of college. I graduated in like May of, you know, 2006. Um, so this must have been spring break because I was home at my parents' house. Uh, they had moved like, you know, during my sophomore year. So they were in some weird house that I don't really consider my home. <laughs> but I was just there for like the summers. 
And uh, so I didn't have cable in that room because I was never there. So I had to go into the basement. I was just, like, pacing around in the basement the whole time watching this episode. Really? Yeah. Holy hell. I still I still vividly remember that. And I remember just being shell-shocked by the time it ended. Everybody else was getting laid down in Fort Lauderdale and shit. <laughs> yep. I'm at home watching The Shield alone. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to watch The Shield? Jake will! Spring! <laughs> break, 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 break. I just listened to that song about ten minutes before you... Skyped me up. Spring Break by... Uh, oh, it's so Island. good. It is. <laughs> marry a man. Crushing <laughs> <laughs> pussy, Mary. All right, so uh, this was written by... Uh, this was written by Adam E. Fierro and Sean Ryan. Never heard of them. Stepping up to the plate to write some more for this yeah. crucial, crucial episode. Whew. This one's... <laughs> I'll tell you this much, Jake, is I knew what happened at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. There's a few pivotal moments in this show that I remember from the first viewing, and this was one of them. However, I remembered it a whole bunch differently than what actually happens at, at the end of this episode. Really? I remembered it a different way. Yeah, I, I remembered it a completely different way. It's like one of those Mandela effects. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we get there. We'll talk about oh, man, it. I'm, yeah, I'm curious to see what you did remember. Yeah. All right, so we start off. Forrest Whitaker is at Corinne's house. Oh, boy. It's so, so creepy. creepy. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so creepy about it. You know, he's all like, he's kind of hitting on her, but he's kind of like, yeah, he doesn't know how, and it's just awkward and weird, and I hated every second of it. Yeah. And he starts to get real aggressive about it, and then Cassidy comes in. She's like, what's going on in here? Yeah, well, he starts putting his hands, like, on her waist and shit, like, trying yeah. to undo her robe and shit, and like, what the fuck? Corinne's like, I'm not having this. But I guess he was there, like, all night, basically. They had coffee and shit. It's so weird, he man. He just wouldn't leave. He was, she kept trying to, like, get him out of the house, but he wouldn't go. Yeah. So it's weird, but, you know, Cassidy comes out, and she's like, you know, get the, well, she doesn't say get out of here, but Glenn's yeah. like, you gotta go, just go, man. So Vic ends up showing up there later, and he's like, oh, don't worry about it. He, Forrest Whitaker's just mad that, you know, Lim got, Lim got over on him or whatever. Yeah, but then he asks, like, did he try to touch you? And she's like, why would you even ask that? He knows. <laughs> he knows why he was there. Yeah. Try to get some revenge fucking on because Vic fucked his wife. But meanwhile, before this, the strike team and Becca Doyle, they're standing outside like the courthouse or whatever, and like Lem doesn't show and Vic's like, What? That's weird. Where the hell would Lem go? Like, this is this ain't Lem. This ain't the Lem we know. You know, he starts like <laughs> playing it off. It's pretty it's pretty good because yeah. she's starting to like she knows the bullshit is on at this point. She she is no dumbass. But it, it does seem like they had sex to me. They don't, again, specifically say, but something happened with them last night. I'm guessing it was more than just the kiss. Oh, yeah. Hell so yeah. Vic may have gotten it in with two ladies in, like, one day. <laughs> yeah. So, Forrest Whitaker is in the barn and shit, and he tells the strike team, 
ID is going to be watching you all day. We're looking for Lem. We don't know where Lem is. We think you know where Lem is. So all day, all night, no matter what you do, we're watching where you're going and shit. Yeah, and if you uh, have if any you contact with Lem that you don't tell us about, like you're going to jail right along with him. Yep. And he's like, oh. betting. Yep. Thank you for bringing me back into your lives. Yep. Because his investigation was done. He had like 24 hours to finish up and get the fuck out. But now it's game on again. Yep. Bop, 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 That's where we get the theme song, Jenk. Seven minutes. Yep. But what were you going to say about Forrest Whitaker? Oh, just, yeah, they, they, if they didn't have Lem run, which he didn't even want to do anyway, then this whole thing would have just ended. Yeah. So, Vic and them guys start trying to figure out how to, like, get Lem out of here. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, we need this. We got to get money. We got to get the, something about Guatemala, I think, is involved. <laughs> something. Um, Some South American country. I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Ignacio in Mexico. Uh, there's some goat ranch that apparently Shane has found, you know, the, I guess, the, oh, they talked to the guy, um, that Mexican cop that took Doomsday earlier in the season. Yeah. He's got a brother who's got a goat ranch in the San Ignacio in uh, Mexico. They're going to get them there and they can, you know, he can stay at this goat ranch. <laughs> like, oh, it's so peaceful there. He'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> I could have swore there was something to do with like Guatemala. They had to transfer all the money to Guatemala so that. IAD wouldn't see it or whatever. Oh, maybe. Oh. maybe that's how they, they avoid the trace. Yeah, something like that. But maybe not. It might not have been Guatemala. It could have been Mexico. But I'm really bad with a map. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know where anything is. But anyways, um, oh, yeah, so they're trying to get him out with this plan. Lem, I don't know. As we come to find out, Lem's not into any of this. He, he no. <laughs> not so much. So at this point, Captain Claudette calls in the strike team because there's a like a like a car like all the uh, Crown Vicks got blown up with grenades. Yeah. And the, the feds show up and they're like, this is our case. And then like Claudette's like, no, this is our case. You know, it's that classic. Feds versus the local guys battle that you see on every cop show, cop movie, anything. At least there's a reason here. Like, she kind of mentions, like, yeah, you know, Glenn Close really burned them bad last season. So, yeah. uh, at least there's a reason that they're pissed off at Farmington right now. Yeah. Yeah, usually it's just the feds are always the arrogant assholes. That's why everybody hates them. Yep. I think even in Die Hard, it's like that. There's, almost any time the feds and the local cops are together, it happens. Yep. Except to the peace. <laughs> was the one time they like got along. Yeah, that is true. They did. They were like best buds. Yep. Um, Lem's holed up in some kind of fucking dilapidated trailer park. I don't know where the fuck he's at. Somewhere in California, obviously. But uh, yeah. he's in some fucking beat up fucking bullshit trailer. It's not even like it's not even like a Winnebago or like like a double wide. It seems like one of them like streamlines that like Mike and Frank would buy on American Pickers for like maybe eight hundred dollars and then you know put put two thousand into it and sell it for six grand. Like it's a beater, man. It, it, it's a piece of shit. He's in there like making soup. I don't know what the fuck he's eating. <laughs> but he hears this kid screaming and screaming and screaming. 
this whole scene's fucking weird, man. It was. It really was. This is terrible. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, t- t- tell everybody what happens. It's weird. Yeah, he hears the kid screaming. He decides, all right, I, he's a good guy, so he's going to go check this out. Um, he kind of walks in, sees this kid is, you know, he dropped some milk or something, and the glass broke, and he cut his hand. Uh, so he's talking to the kid's sister, who is, like, talking at an inaudible level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't understand what the fuck she's saying. Yeah. Um, he's like, all right, I'll try to wash your hand off. And uh, before he can even really do anything, some other guy walks in who I guess is not one of the parents. He's just some other guy in the trailer park. So really this was all for nothing because this guy would have been two seconds behind Lem. (laughs) Um, And then the guy sees that Lem's got a gun in the back of his pants. And he's like, oh, call the cops. Call the cops. He's got a gun. You know, Lem's like, I'm a cop. Like, don't do that. (laughs) But here's what I want to know, like. Why was that guy in the trailer? Yeah. I'm assuming he came for the same reason, because you hear all the screaming, but... It's so I don't know. He just kind of walked in. (laughs) And then Lem's all like, oh, don't worry, kid. Like, it's not that bad, but there's more blood on the floor than I've seen, like, gunshot victims have. Yeah, there's a lot of blood. Like, that kid cut his, like, fucking, you know, cut his wrist open, like, suicide style. (laughs) Maybe. So much like blood. milk again? Fuck this. Yeah, fuck this milk. <laughs> but Lem ends up. I split. wanted two percent. Oh, I do like two percent. Yeah. I do like 2%. Um. So Lem splits. Yep. He just grabs his bag and like shuffles out of there. And like but everyone watches him like, go. Yeah. Like oh, there he goes right there. That's him. Like, the Night Stalker guy, like, you know, when the neighborhood saw the Night Stalker, they all fucking beat the shit out of him until the cops came. <laughs> Not these guys. They're all like, hey, go ahead, Lem. Well, I mean, I guess if you knew he was the Night Stalker, but this guy hadn't really done anything other than he had a gun. And he was trying to help a kid with his, you know, broken milk. Uh, so they find out, like, Vic and them guys find out that, Forrest Whitaker knows about the trailer, and he's on his way there. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because no one can talk to Lem, so they don't know that he's left there. So they're like, oh, God, is Kevin not going to catch him there? What the fuck's going on? They're all kind of in the dark as to the whole Lem situation throughout the episode. Yeah. Uh, but they're tracing down the grenade guys. They're shaking down this pool hall. They keep giving up a bunch of Mexicans, and they're like, "Well, clearly that's just fake." And they're just, you know, been told to give up this this people. So, uh, so they're kind of at a dead end there a little bit. But then they get a break, Jank, because Amolia comes in. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, oh. I got interest, or I got I got info on like the, the these grenades and like Lem and Shane, or not Lem, but Shane and like Vic or whatever. They're like fuck you. Yep. And Claudette's In front of like, Claudette, which is pretty great. Yeah, and Claudette's <laughs> like, I'm interested to hear what she's got to say, you know. <laughs> and they're like, whatever. So she tells them about like some big shipment coming in through like some grocer named Aldo. Or Ald, yeah, Aldo. Something. Yeah, he's like a Mexican importer. Yeah. And they're like, oh, whatever. We don't know if we even believe this. But then, like, she shows her her arms. And she's all bruised up. She's like, I had to fuck some guy to get this info for you. Yeah, and then his buddies joined in. I had to fuck yeah. all of them. Yikes. <laughs> she's like, I got all cut up from this. 
They're like, yeah, that's your own fault. So I want, I want, like, it seems like there's been a big swing from that last time we saw them in the grenade episode where he, Vic was like trying to reassuringly whisper something to her, and now all of a sudden he's just like, fuck you. Yeah. I don't know what that what that was all about in that episode. What did he say to her? Yeah, maybe he said, get the fuck out of town before I kill you. And then when she didn't. Yeah, that was the last straw. I'll be honest with you, Jack. I don't think I've ever been a Molia horny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I would have to yeah. agree. I can just, I can just, you know, I can just rip one off real quick. <laughs> uh, let's see. Lem meets with Becca Doyle in the park. Like, he's hiding out. He, he's yep. got a hat on now. <laughs> so it works every time. Yeah, just a ball cap <laughs> for Lem, and they were looking for a lemon head, not a guy yes. in a hat. Yeah, you know, never mind. He's like six two. He's like a big <laughs> dude. Like he kind of stands out. Like he's not a small guy. Yep. But whatever. So he he he, he sneaks up on her in the park, and he's all like. I want a deal, you know, I want to cut a deal. And she's like, well, fuck your deal. Yeah, you like, out on the deal. Yeah, you're, yeah, you pushed out on the deal. You ran like a bitch. <laughs> and then and she's like, the only way you're getting another deal is like if you give Vic up or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, I just want to I just want to serve my time back east. Yeah, she's like, that's not going to happen unless you give them some bigger charges. And he's like, all right, well, I ripped off the Armenian mob and shit like that. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like by yourself. He's like, "Yep, totally yep. just me, <laughs> just me. I ripped them all off. I'm just good that Lord. good." <laughs> and uh, she's like, "Oh God!" And she's like, "What about Terry Crowley?" He's like, "You know enough." But yeah, she now basically knows everything that everything that they've been charged with is completely real. Yeah. Plus, on top of that, like you know, like. Technically, Lem, Lem doesn't know anything about Terry Crowley. He just found out, too, not that long ago. Yeah. This is all new to him, too. Yep. But, yeah, she's like, you know, that you're not getting a deal unless you squeal on these other guys. He's like, nope, not happening. Give me my deal. That's what he yep. says. Um, Dutch gets burned by the vending machine. <laughs> yes, pours hot coffee all over his hand. Yeah, so that that whole storyline goes on for a while throughout the episode of him trying to find out who owns the vending machines. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, Claudette puts him and Billings together. There's some assault case between uh, <laughs> a woman. <laughs> who, yeah, well, I mean, she's a woman, but yeah, she sure she, is. Turns out to be a hooker and a pimp. These two are awesome, dude. <laughs> they really were. We'll talk about them later, though. All right, so. <laughs> The strike team, they go to see this Aldo guy at the store, the guy mm-hmm. who's importing the grenades and shit. So they say to him, like, hey, we want info on what's going on. You tell us what's coming in or whatever, and you can keep your fucking business going and shit. Yeah, because there's a big thing of coke coming in tonight. And they're like, we're going to bust it, but we don't have to bust it here and ruin your pipeline. We can just wait till after they leave and follow them. So if you want us to do that, you're going to have to help us out by uh, transporting a package for us to Mexico. Not from Mexico, but to Mexico. Yeah. That package being Len. And the dude's like, how big's the package? And then Vic says, about 6'2". <laughs> yeah, so that's good. One. Yep. Um, <laughs> I love that one. Let's see. Uh, 
Vic sees Danny. He goes to see her at the hospital. Yeah. Holds the baby. They, she named him Lee. Yeah, after her dad. And uh, he gives her the money, like, from the baby pool. Because they're like, well, they never found a winner. So uh, they figured you could use the money. And he's clearly, he's fishing for information. He wants to know, like, if this is his kid. Yeah. He's, he's definitely trying to get after it. Find out. But she's not saying anything at first. But then he's holding the kid. And he's kind of looking in the kid's face. Trying to, you know, trying to figure out if this is his kid or not. And she's like, well, you know what? When he's old enough and he asks, I'll tell him. And Vic's like, yeah, when he's old enough. Yeah. Which means yeah. don't bother me until he's about 10 or 11. <laughs> I don't want to babysit. I don't want to wipe dirty asses. I'm not changing diapers. Wait till he's 18 so I don't have to pay child support. Yeah, like if he's ready to throw a baseball around or something, give me a call. But otherwise, I'm not that interested either. <laughs> I think I think Vic would be interested. He actually does seem to care about his kids. He's not always there, but... He, he does like having them. Now, like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't have kids, so... And I know you don't have kids either, but, like, when Vic's holding that baby, like, I can never imagine holding a baby like that and thinking, like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just agree. can't. Like, I'm like, oh, man, this is so much money ahead of me and responsibility and dirty diapers and shit, man. Oof. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> This is a constant anchor on my life now. Yes, it really is. Like <laughs> burden. Uh, I'm going to name you Burden. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. God damn it, I should have pulled out. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't. Thing. I don't understand. Burden, God damn it, I, I should have pulled out Farish. I don't, I don't, I just don't get the love of kids. I don't get it. Yeah, it's strange. They're yeah. not that, not that great. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Jake. Let's say. Say you're married today, and mm-hmm. you've been married for two, three, four years or something. The wife's like, hey, we should have a kid. Are you saying, fuck no, I'm getting divorced, or are you going <laughs> to just put one in or just to keep her happy? Um, Yeah, I mean, I'd probably go along with it, I guess. Oh, Jank, you got to get out. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get out of this non-existent relationship. You're yeah, in. yeah, you got to break you up. Take your death now. Did you sign a prenup? <laughs> oh no! What was I thinking? This is terrible news. <laughs> I'm already doomed. <laughs> it hasn't even happened yet. Uh, poor Jank. All right. So, anyways, um, Becca Doyle comes into the station, and she's talking to Forrest Whitaker and Aceveda and Claudette about Lem turning himself in and shit. But she wants safety from Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. They want to put him in, put Lem in protective custody until they can look into the claims he's made against Kavanaugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she ends up leaving, and Forrest Whitaker's like, fuck that. I'm going to find Lem myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, because, you know, if he finds Lem before Lem turns himself in, like, no deal's on the table at that point. Yeah. Uh, yep, if Lem can hide yeah. out long enough to make a deal, then, you know. And then on. he can hopefully turn that into a deal where, you know, hey, you give me your guys and uh, and I'll let you get a lighter sentence or I'll let you go back east. But you got to give up them. Um, <laughs> so Dutch and Billings, they go out and interview the lady who was assaulted, the assault victim lady. She says she got jumped or whatever by some guy. I can't remember what her story was. 
Oh yeah, she's like a volunteer tutor at some place down the street. And she was just like, yeah, he just came at me and jumped me and shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Billings wants to bring her into the station, and Dutch does not want to bring her into the station. <laughs> but Billings was like, yeah, I'm acting captain. I was acting captain for a while, so we're going to do it my way. Yeah. Dutch is like, all right, man, whatever you say. It's, it's pretty funny. It is, because then it turns out basically as soon as they get back to the station, like, oh, yeah, her story doesn't check out. Like, somebody saw her arguing with this cabbie, and uh, they were in, like, this huge fight, and she didn't mention anything about that. He was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Good thing we did bring her in. But they're button heads on, like, everything. Like, oh, we should take another crack at her now. And he's like, no, let's wait for the suspect to come in. So they're just there. <laughs> these two are just not. A good match, but they were the only two singles on the floor, as Claudette says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lem calls Becca Doyle, says that she tells him that, like, they're taking your order or offering to an advisement right now. And she tells him, like, why don't you go into witness protection? Yeah. Wow. He's like, hell no, I ain't doing that shit. Lem's loyal, man. Yeah, he's not going to turn on his family. They will turn on him, though. Yeah. Some of them, at least. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't, I didn't remember that at all. Wow. I really didn't. So, um, Shane ends up coming up with the 5K for Lem. He takes money out of his, like, he takes equity out of his house or whatever, him and Mara. Mm-hmm. Which I have to imagine at this point, Jenk, no way Mara's on board with this. She doesn't know. Because she oh, doesn't yeah. seem like she's partnering with 5K <laughs> anybody. Like, if Shane needed 5K, she ain't giving it to him. Fuck no. I mean, maybe if Shane explained this was the only way that they're not all going to jail. But even then, probably not. She'd just be like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't see her partnering with anything. So then, you know, Vic and Shane are outside talking about, like, what might be. Like, we might get the death penalty if Lem's running his yap and shit. Yeah, this is, uh, I think this is the scene, basically, where Shane kind of makes up his mind of what to do. Because they start talking about Terry, and they're like, hey, you know, we both made that decision about Terry and shit like that. And he's like, I, I, I've i learned to live with it and stuff like that. So you can see that they're planting a little bit of the seeds here that he's kind of drawing the same conclusion. Hey, this is just like Terry, and if Vic's not going to do it, I'm going to do it and take this on for him. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Um so Aceveda comes out and Vic's all like, what the fuck, you know? And Aceveda tells him, like, here's what's going on right now. He makes up this bullshit about Lem's talking to the feds. Mm-hmm. And, and Vic's like, bullshit. And he's like, oh, yeah, what about the money train? And what about this and that? But Lem's not talking to anybody. Nope. But Vic, Vic it's doesn't all just stuff have it on him. Yeah, Vic is very much on Lem's side. He's like, Lem would not do that like I. It's all just conjecture. People have always suspected these things. They're just they're just bringing it up, but it's none of this is true. No, no, no. Yeah, he 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 just he really has faith in Lamb. He's like Lamb. Yeah. Like, he he just wouldn't do that. He yeah. didn't do it. He is very much on this on the side of we're gonna get Lamb through this no matter what it takes, and we're not turning our back on Lamb. This is not like Terry to him. Like I don't I don't think there's any situation where he would kill Lamb. No. He loves Lem too much. And unfortunately, the non-communication between all of them kind of hurts. Yeah. 
Because yep, Lem is not Acevedo's, talking to anybody. Yeah, Acevedo's lies kind of look like they have some weight to them. Uh, let's see. It's Snake Acevedo. So I got oh, Dutch and Billings interview the dude that attacked Terry. Uh, Tori. Oh, Tori. Yeah, that's her name, Tori. Uh, he says she set him up in some kind of like, she's a hooker. Yeah. So he, like he doesn't want to say it at first, but then he's like, oh, so I picked up a hooker. And apparently like they went to some room and two guys came out and beat the fuck out of him and took his money or whatever. Yep. So he basically. As soon as he got his dick hard. Oh. <laughs> that's the worst indignity of it all. Yeah, that is true. You know, you don't want to get your ass kicked with a hard dick, cause no, you know what I mean. Like, oh, it's so uncomfortable. Like, what if you touch the dude with it? <laughs> so then it goes off right in his leg. Ah, you'll never live that one down. Oh, but like, <laughs> what, yeah. What if you do spooge while you're getting punched in the face? Like, you always going to associate an orgasm with pain at that point and turn into like that weirdo and shit. Yeah, needs punched in the mouth to come. You don't want to. Do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't be. Don't be. Don't be this guy. <laughs> but basically, he pays her back. Like he he saw her and just like started whooping her ass for it. I guess. Mm-hmm. So they go in. They talk to Tori and they're like, uh, "Are you a hooker?" And she's like, "I better get a lawyer." <laughs> yeah. 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 She wants to talk to her legal counsel, quote unquote. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> the legal counselor shows up and uh, <laughs> he is he is just her pimp. Yep. He got like an Adidas sweatsuit on and shit. He's like, oh, <laughs> come on, man. Name something ends with Esquire. Yes, I can't, yeah, I can't remember head. his name. I don't even remember his name. Oh, let's see if I can <laughs> find it. Maybe I'm. Uh, uh, but he's awesome, though. Him and yeah, him. it's great because they're like, I don't, I'm not getting the whiff of hooker off of her. Billings is like, I can normally smell that kind of thing. And then the guy shows up, and they're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. a big whiff of it now. Uh, they start looking into his credentials. They're like, this can't be real. He's not... Was he Spank? Yeah, it was Spank. Tyrez Spank Wallace was his name on the show. <laughs> yeah, he, he was awesome. He must have said Tyrese, you know, Wallace Esquire. I don't think he had the spank in his lawyer name. <laughs> That'd be a bad choice. Yeah, that's not normally a good. Yeah, you don't want to really go that route. I wouldn't think. Yeah. Um. So where are we at here? Let me see my notes here real quick. So. Oh, Dutch um, oh, also yeah. tells. Yeah. He also tells Claude out of here. He wants transferred. Mm-hmm. He's like, the only thing I, you know, the only reason I was here is because I liked working with you, and now you are the captain, and you stick me with fucking Billings. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yep. He's like, put in a transfer for me. Yeah. I want out. The strike team raids the grenade house. Yep, because they followed him from the coke deal, and they followed him back, so now that they, they bust in and uh, find a whole bunch of grenades. I guess yeah. they're just going to sit there for a while. <laughs> There's a lot of grenades. Yeah, they mentioned something about the bomb squad can't get there till later, so I guess those grenades are just going to sit there for a while and long enough for somebody else to go and grab one when they want to, apparently. <laughs> you know, when that girl grabbed one, 
that didn't work out for her with that uh, Suarez or whatever that guy's name was. Yeah, Guardo. Guardo. Yeah. But, yeah, Shane apparently grabs one. Yep. God damn it, man. He pockets one. Ah. So he's already planning at this point, I guess. Like, hey, I might need this. Yeah. So Dutch finds out that Billings owns the vending machines at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's he's pretty been awesome. calling all day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he confronts him. He's like, hey, uh, it's pretty much illegal for you to be like profiting using your position of power as captain of the police to uh you know to profit for personal gain by putting in these vending machines that you own and really it's only the the only food offering we have so you're kind of running a monopoly in here yeah and he's like oh "Oh, what are you gonna wrap me out to claudette and shit and dutch is all like i don't know what i'm gonna do yet yeah it's pretty awesome this one for a while yeah uh so they go into the fucking observation room and tori and the pimp are fucking (laughs) yep they sure are yeah (laughs) yeah he's like getting her from behind or whatever it's it's pretty gross um you know what's weird is that apparently that actress is uh the wife of the person who was running fx at the time oh really yeah oh (laughs) That's she's also seen to write for you know someone who's running your network. She was spouse. also in Sons of Anarchy. Yep, she sure was. She played June, I think her name was, like the uh, FBI agent. Yeah, that weird FBI agent in season three, I think it was. Yeah, that her and Gemma get into it. Yeah, that was one of the best uh, finales that show had. I think was season three where they yeah some kind of big switcheroo. Yeah, that, that that's that's another good show. Maybe maybe that'll be our next venture, Jake. It's possible. SOA. Maybe we'll go into SOA after this. Who knows? Um, Claudette's mad at Vic for not like, oh, you didn't tell me you were raiding the the place and blah blah blah. And Vic's all like, oh, it went down so quick. The feds show up. All this jazz, you know, (laughs) the same there. Um, Strike team pissed at Amolia. Shane, oh, but they still like, haven't found Guardo, we should mention. He's yeah. still out there somewhere. He's still in the wind, as they say. Yep. That's a that's a police term, Jake, in the wind. <laughs> the strike team, like, uh, Amolia's sitting in the clubhouse with them, and they're pissed at her, and her and Shane almost get into it, because he calls her son something. I don't even remember what he oh, says. Oh, yeah. Some I remember. Guy. It starts with an R. Oh, he does say that? Okay, yeah. Yep. And then she goes after him, because... From that, and then Vic like kind of grabs her and like kind of almost, almost literally throws her out of the door. Yeah. yeah. And then like she comes back and just stares at him and shit. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yep. They've had enough of her. Yeah. 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 They're they're completely cutting that off. So Forrest Whitaker and Aceveda, Becca, Claudette, they're all still working out like details of Lem coming in and surrendering and all that. He's got a, a like another deal now. Now it's ten years, mm-hmm. four years until parole. Yeah, that sucks. He, he it lost was five lot. years and eighteen months for parole. Yep, that escalated quickly. Yeah, well, that's what happens, man. You you, you know you made it, you, you reneged. Yep, and he <laughs> needs to provide proof that these claims are true, which you got to figure is going to point towards the other guys as well. If he did that, yeah. 
So then they leave, and then Forrest Whitaker tells Acevedo, like, hey, why don't you try tricking Vic into thinking that, like, Clem gave up the money train and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But we already talked about that. Um, Tori beats up Billings at one point. <laughs> you got that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah, she falls. <laughs> just loving it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he says something like, oh, as soon as you go to jail for this, like, he's going to be looking for the next fucking young thing. He's like, she's like, shut your mouth. You don't know me. Oh, yeah, you, you don't, don't know, know me. me. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a very classic um, Curb Your Enthusiasm where he says that. He's watching Mari and he's, like, imitating them. It's very, nice. it's one. It's a good episode. He, he he's gonna be a car salesman. I know. I I know you've never really watched that, but it's very funny. Yeah, if I ever finish Seinfeld, maybe I'll watch that. Now. Oh, you got HBO Max? Hit, hit <laughs> the uh, yeah, hit a couple Curb Your Enthusiasm. It is very good. Yeah. Uh, so the Stroy team are making plans to go meet Lem at the spot. Whatever the spot is. Oh. So, so they say like, oh, if Lem doesn't show, then they know Acevedo was telling the truth, even though he wasn't telling the truth. But he's like, well, if he doesn't show up, then he must be talking. You know, he must be. Yeah, you know, he took it. He took the deal. He took the deal. Yeah, so that's that, that's what they say. He took the deal. He didn't take the deal though. Um, they leave the station separately. Yeah. Well, they, first I think uh, first we got the ending of the whole Spank thing, where then they go talk to Spank. Um, and they're like, they try to tell him, oh, yeah, Tori rolled over on you. She gave up everything. And he's like, oh, no, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> and he starts giving them a lesson in, like, how to be pimps. Oh, yeah, I got a quote Such from there. Just taking notes. Yeah, yep, yeah. I definitely have some from that. Yeah. It's pretty good. It is very good. <laughs> and so, I think yeah, they yeah. basically end up not filing any charges, I think, because no one will turn on each other. And even the witness, the guy who got us or who got robbed, like, he doesn't want to testify or something so i think it all goes away well you know how it is yeah uh so they're gonna meet lamb if he don't show he's whatever so they they, they end up leaving the station then vic and ronnie like they leave first and forrest Whitaker- they mentioned uh they mentioned throughout the episode that like Kavanaugh's burned a lot of bridges, so the chief doesn't really want to give him any manpower. And Claudette's like, I need my people on the streets. So, like, it's basically just him, like, Kavanaugh and his partner. That's it. (laughs) They're only two guys. So the strike team, there's three of them, so they can't cover all of them. So one of Kavanaugh takes Vic, of course, and then he puts his partner on Ronnie, which I don't know why you'd ever want to be like, yeah, Ronnie's the linchpin. (laughs) Let's follow Ronnie. Well, because at that point, there was only two of them. And it's like, well, yep. two of them left, so you take one, I'll take the other. But, oh, they forgot about Shane. Yep. So Shane comes out. And he's driving. They're all driving, and they're, they're calling each other. Did you did you notice, like, Shane has, like, a Dixieland ringtone or whatever? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's very fitting. It's very, yeah. It, it, it's that's perfect. Shane. Yeah, that's perfect for his <laughs> character. So Shane's like, oh, I think I have a tail too, but he does not. No. So he sure doesn't. He so he basically he goes and meets Lem, and then he says like, hey, let's go to that old auto body shop or whatever up on whatever street. We'll meet yeah. there. They each drive their own cars and and meet up there. 
Yeah. And it's all like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, good to see you. I'm glad you're here and stuff like that. But then he's like, oh, yeah, he starts telling about, hey, we got this this thing set up for you in Mexico. This goat ranch, it's going to be beautiful and it'll be great. And Lem's just like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm going to I'm going to get a deal and I'm going to do my time and that's it. Yeah. Uh, before that, we get, before we get into that whole thing with Shane and Lamb, we, we get a scene where, like, Claudette wants to fire Maria. And then Billings and Dutch confess to her that, like, listen, you can't really fire her. The pigs <laughs> yeah. the thing. And Claudette's like, I, you know, she's she's appalled by it. Like, yeah, she's disgusted. <laughs> Yeah, like Dutch, like she gives Dutch the eye, like that, you know. <laughs> Billings is throwing Dutch under the bus all the time in this whole meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and they tell uh, her about, like, oh, she's supposed to be working under Dutch now, and he's supposed to be training her to be a detective. Yeah. And Dutch has to be like, well, she's she's real intuitive. <laughs> really, yeah. he just wants to get in her pants. He definitely does. <laughs> so then, yeah, we cut back to Shane and Lamb. They have this huge heart-to-heart about everything. Mara's pregnant again. God damn. Yeah, fucking Mara. That ain't good for anybody. Nope. And they just start talking about everything. Like like he said, like, Lem doesn't want to go to Mexico to the goat farm. Yeah, he's he's like, I don't want to end up like Gilroy. And Shane's just like, no, you won't. Like, you're, you're not a, you know, a fucking drunk. So it's not going to be like that. So I don't know. Yes, I wonder if, if he gets to Mexico, like, do you think he can just kind of live free? Or are they going to try to extradite him? I always thought, like, if you got to Mexico, like, you're pretty much, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Does me- maybe, maybe Mexico has no extradition. That's why they went down there. I don't know. Yeah. So Yeah, he could just get lost in Mexico and start a life. I could see Lem living in Mexico. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be pretty chill. He wouldn't have any friends or anything. But he, he's a nice guy. He'd make friends quick. Yeah, I think he would. I mean, other than killing people and shit, he's a nice dude. Yeah, for sure. Very personable. Yeah, he, he would, he'd get it. So what happens here, Jake? Yeah, so Shane starts talking about how Mara's pregnant again. And he's going to have to step it up as it gets closer to the second baby being born and stuff. Like, you're like, oh, no. I don't like where this is heading one bit. We know how it, touchy Shane gets about his family and, you know, how they mean way more to him. As much as he says the strike team is his family, his real family comes in way before the rest of them. So uh, he's always putting them way first. So... He's like, all right, I'm going to go back to the to the barn, start trying to see if the guy's circled back. Because um, basically, Lem, at this point, he's kind of getting f- fed up with Shane and like, I want to talk to Vic. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's like, all right, you move your car. And uh, and I oh, I got you some food, too. Because uh, you probably haven't eaten all day. You've been on the run and shit. And uh, so he goes over to, to Lem's car. Gives him a sandwich or something, it looks like. Um, and while he's doing that, drops a grenade right inside Lem's driver's side of his car. Yeah. Yep. And Lem just has barely enough time to be like, what the fuck, Shane? And like, boom. It's fucked up, man. Yeah. So what did you remember happening? 
I <laughs> I always <laughs> remembered it as I don't remember the details, but I always thought Lem was critically injured somehow. Like him and Vic and Shane and Ronnie were out doing something. I don't know if he got into a car accident. I remember him being in the car. I I always thought that they gave Lem the grenade and he pulled the pin himself and let like he sacrificed himself. Like uh, knowing like I'm 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 critically injured. I'm probably gonna die soon anyway. I'm just gonna end it now before I can I don't remember Shane throwing <laughs> the grenade in the car. I don't. Wow. I don't know what you thought happened in the next like two seasons because that's pretty crucial. Yeah, I think that Shane was the one who killed. I remember the next two seasons. I only remember the last episode at this point. (laughs) Wow. Maybe the last five minutes. That's all I remember. Like, I remember what happens in the last couple minutes of the last episode. I don't remember anything else. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, there'll be some exciting stuff for you then. A drink. A lot of drink. But yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. Um, like Lem is still alive for like a little bit right after the bomb goes off, and he kind of is just like questioning Shane, and Shane starts crying and apologizing. But like, dude, what the fuck have you done? <laughs> yeah, it is rough. Yeah, that's that's brutal. That's such a shitty way to kill someone too. Here's another thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know too much about grenades, but. It doesn't seem like a good one. Like, yeah. yeah, it killed him, but not right away. And it was, like, literally an inch and a half away from him when it went off. Yeah, it should have, like, blown his, you know, bitch yeah, all like, over just, Like, it was just kind of died from shrapnel almost. Yeah, pieces of limb should have been everywhere. Yeah. But it wasn't like that. Like, he just kind of had glass, like, stuck in his face and stuff. They did a good job with the makeup and shit. Yeah, yeah, it looked good. Yeah, it did look cool. And Lem did a good job. But him, like, I understand why they didn't blow him to smithereens because it gives you that emotional, that one last emotional note or whatever mm-hmm. where Shane's like, oh, fuck, man, he's not even dead yet. <laughs> like, he doesn't like say that, but you could tell that's the look on his face. Like, oh, man, he's not even dead. He's still blinking and shit. Yeah. And he's, he's like, got to kind of face him. Shane, 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 Shane. You know, it's, it's, it's rough. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. Fucking Shane. Uh-huh. Should have gone for Plan C. Death Wish. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, like, uh, they're all waiting down in their little cul-de-sac. Is that that normal meeting place they always go to, the strike team? Um, I'm not sure. It looked a little bit different because they were more towards, like, the highway and kind of looking out. Yeah, it out did look things. different. Yeah. They're all waiting for Lem there. Yep. And Shane shows up late. He's like, oh, it took me a while to shake my tail. Yeah. He didn't have to kill him. Yeah. No, sure did not. <laughs> he didn't. So um they get a phone call. And yeah. Oh, and there's also a scene at the uh, police station where uh Dutch is talking to Tina and he's like, Oh, you know, Captain Claudette wants you to work under me even more now which uh is a little strange because he just said he was getting a transfer, so why <laughs> yeah. why are they increasing the number of hours he's gonna be working with her? That's that's weird. That is true. Um, well, we'll talk about that in a minute too. Yeah, that changes, but you know, obviously, up until then, he was planning to transfer. Yes, but he's trying his pimpology out on this on Tina. 
and uh, being like, hey, you know why you're going to be so smart or you're going to be a good detective? Because you're smart. People don't look past your looks enough to see that. She's like, oh, thanks, Dutch. And he's like, well, calm down, bitch. You ain't that good. You got to make it worth my while if I'm going to do all this stuff for you. Yeah, it's it's he's weird. Like, oh, okay, I will. Yeah, it's, it's very strange and uncomfortable. But then everybody just starts taking off and running. Yep, you're like, uh-oh, that ain't What's good. What's happening? And so, they cut to Lem's crime scene. Everybody's there except the strike team. Um... Kavanaugh's even there looking all, you know, he's stewing. Aceveda's there. He looks upset. But Tina is just the one who just fucking starts breaking the fuck down and screaming and shit. Yeah. Her inexperience really shows, but it's also, it's understandable. Like, this would be very upsetting. Here's the other thing, too. Uh... Like, when uh, when the grenade goes off and then Shane goes back and he's like, oh, I'm so fucking sorry and shit. Like, he puts both hands on top of the car. Mm. There's going to be fingerprints in the dust and shit that had settled on the roof of that car. Yeah. I think, did he still have his gloves on? Because I know he, he put did. gloves on when he gave him the sandwich and the grenade and shit like that. Oh, okay. Well, man, I didn't notice gloves. I didn't see him put gloves on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which, again, like, if you're a lamb and you see Shane coming through with gloves on, like, maybe it'd be a little more suspicious. Yeah. What the fuck, man? <laughs> so, uh, they all, sh- you know, they're all there, and then the strike team rolls up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vic's like, oh, my God. Like, oh, Vic's, Vic's wrecked. Yeah, he is. He's almost touching the crime scene because he's just so upset that he basically forgets, like, he can't do that. Yeah, he wants to touch Lem and stuff. Yeah. He, I think it's uh, Dutch. He's like, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. It, it's just the reaction on his face. Because this is something he would never would have done. I think Shane thought, like, this is what Vic needs me to do. But Vic never would have wanted any of this. Even if he thought Lem was taking the deal, I think he would have just been like, all right, I guess we're done. Like, yeah. I don't think there's any any way he turns on Lem. Hell no. He loved Lem. Yeah. So Vic's stewing. He's kind of like tearing up. And then he's like, he hears, you happy? You happy now? And it's, it's, it's Forrest Whitaker. Now Forrest Whitaker is kind of taunting him at Lem's death scene. Yeah. And they get into it. Like, boom. <laughs> they just run at each other like two animals and just uh, primal. Like a primal. Yeah, the noises coming out of them are just ridiculous. Like, yeah, they've completely lost all shreds of humanity and just yeah. two animals tearing into each other. You know, it was and like, they have to get pulled off of each other by the other cops, and, and they're still just trying to tear at each other. All everything that's been building up this whole season has just finally come into this final. You know, fuck it, fuck all the rules. I'm just gonna rip your throat out. Yeah. And so they get into it, and then, you know, like you said, they separate them, and then Vic, the strike team just walks away. Vic's pissed, and that's where we end the season. Yeah. Nice. Vic's like, we're going to find whoever did this, and we're going to kill him. Yeah. Just see Shane in the back kind of looking a little nervous, like, oh. It was me. <laughs> uh, I went 10 out of 10 again on this. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair. It doesn't get much better than this. Don't get me wrong. There's some stupid shit in this episode. Yeah. It's still very awesome, though. 
it's it's tragic on so many levels because it's just like oh man i feel like they could have avoided this so many times but they just never did and it, and it all ends up with shane making this awful decision thinking he's doing what's best for the team but he's really really not especially yeah. since they were misled by Aceveda. now keep in mind though uh as far as the police department goes, they think it's the uh, El Salvadorians. Yeah, they think it's Guardo looking for payback because the strike yeah. team, you know, busted up their shit. So, and that's what Vic thinks at this point too. Like he doesn't fucking know. He he assumes it is them because it's grenades. So that's probably Guardo and his guys. Yeah, yeah. Everybody other than Shane thinks it's the. Guardo and the El Salvadorians. Yep, they're going to be the prime suspects, and obviously the strike team's going to hit back hard at them beginning of next season. And uh, Kavanaugh, we should mention, he's he's still around, so... Well, he, not, he's not he, done yet? Nope, he is not done yet. Close? Uh, maybe. <laughs> be but good. obviously this is going to keep his investigation going right here, because one of his people, you know, the key witness in his whole thing got blown up, so that's obviously going to keep him in play for a while. Yeah. Not not if they kill him. <laughs> yep, that's always an option. Yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> Might as well. He sucks. Yeah, I hear you. He's creepy as fuck. <laughs> he is. But, I mean, Forrest Whitaker did a great job. Cause, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's really compelling as that character. It's just the character is a creep. And I've seen, I was watching, there was like a panel thing with like him and, uh, you know, Michael Chiklis and Sean Ryan on one of the DVDs. And uh, and he seemed very normal there. So this is a, this character is definitely a very different from the actual Forrest Whitaker. Oh, really? I, I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen an interview with Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, he seemed very normal and down to earth and, and totally fine. So... <laughs> Do you think he likes Ho-Hos or Twinkies better? <laughs> Probably Ho-Hos. Have you ever had a Ding Dong? <laughs> I know Dutch likes his Ding Dongs. Yeah, I've never had a Ding Dong. He's touch him out of, his, out of his desk. All right, let's award this biatch. All right. Uh, let's do the best quotes. There's a pretty good um, amount of this one. We, we we hit a couple of mine already in yeah same in this episode. Uh, thank you for bringing me back. Well, it's the way he says this line. Thank you for bringing me back into your life. Yeah. Horace uh, Whitaker at the beginning of the episode when Lem doesn't show up. It is so good because he was like, oh man, you guys were so close. Yeah. I mean, at least uh, it, it seems like. If Lem had just gone to prison, even if it was in Antoine Mitchell's backyard, it really couldn't have gone any worse than it did now. Um, I guess unless he, you know, all of his guys, like, you know, make him, make Lem blow them or something like that before they kill him. That would have been worse. But, yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you got? Uh, let's see. When, um... Oh, and Vic says to Amolia, and he's just like, she's like, oh, I'm all torn up and shit like that. And Vic's just like, if you made different choices from the yeah. from the beginning, none of us would be ripped up right now. Yeah, I had that one too. Yeah, that's good. Um, it is kind of all her fault, really. 
after like Becca Doyle takes off from her meeting with Forrest Whitaker and them, Vic like chases her down and she's all pissed at him. And she's like, yeah. what about the fucking money train? What about Terry? All this shit. And then she says, you've lied so much. You forgot what the truth is. Yeah. And it's kind of true. Like, you know, from what I understand, like, you know, when you, when you get so deep in the lie, uh, you don't remember. Like, uh, there's a good Seinfeld yeah. quote. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite quotes ever is, uh, Remember, Jerry, a lie isn't a lie if you believe it. Yeah. George, George says it, I think, to, you know, obviously to Jerry, but that's true, though. I mean, that's kind of what they did with the lie detector last season. They're just like, yeah, just substitute it. <laughs> you just yeah. make up your own reality, and, and you're answering truthfully if that's what you believe. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That was a good scene. She's, like, disgusted now. She's like, oh, I can't believe I ever let you touch me. Yeah, we will never. That, that'll never happen again. Yeah, she's she's done. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we mentioned the six two line. Um, oh, yeah, six two. About six two. <laughs> when uh, they they see or uh, Claudette's kind of laying down the law with them early on, and she's like, "Hey, I'm, you know, I don't go for that backdoor shenanigans." But you already knew that. And uh, I think Shane says, "Look, looks like a new sheriff just limped into town." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, so here's one of my favorite lines, Jank. I'm sure you have this written down as well. But uh, so the pimp, Dutch is trying to find out. Dutch and Billings are trying to find out how you turn out a woman or whatever. Yep. And the pimp tells like he gives him like a pimp lesson basically in the interview. It's so it's such a great scene. It really is. But he's like every chick got a hole in their heart and it's connected <laughs> to the one between her legs. I just figure out how to fill it. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good fucking line. <laughs> I love this guy. He's so good. Right before he's that so he's awesome. like any punk can get a crack hoe to go down on dick. But how do I get a little pink toe from Westwood to do what I say whenever I say? (laughs) (laughs) He is so good. You know what else I love in this scene is then Billings is like, so that's why she's your whore? (laughs) And it's like the whitest thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's why she's your whore? Whore? Yeah, not how. Yep. Not bitch. (laughs) Whore? If you're born a woman, I can make you my hoe. <laughs> yeah, he does say that too, yeah. yeah. That guy is so good. He has all the best lines in this episode. <laughs> he really does. I didn't write too many of them down. There was just, like, that whole scene where he's, like, pimpology or whatever, it's so yeah. good. <laughs> I just gave you a lesson in pimpology. No charge. Yeah. My black ass is out of here now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we're going to find out who did this. We're going to kill him. We already said that one. And Vic is pissed at the end of this. I like when uh, when Vic's just like, Lem trusts us. He trusts us. And I still trust Lem. I do. It's the way he delivered that. It was really good. He's like, yeah. I still, I'm not giving up on Lem. Fuck you guys for... Like, Ronnie was really the one who kept doubting, like... He probably took the deal. Yeah, Ronnie's ready to bail. Same with Shane. They're both ready to bail right away. Yep. yep. Well, Rod, I mean, Shane is playing it cool, though. He's like, oh, yeah, let's wait. 
And he's always playing like, oh, yeah. He, they haven't really been leaning on, oh, Shane's definitely going to do something bad this season. Like, no. since that one part with Mara, he's been fairly normal. And he's kind of been, you know, acting like he cares about things. Which I think he does, but just not enough, apparently. His family still just comes first. I don't think I have any other quotes. Um... Yeah, I think we covered most of it. Yeah. Or uh, at the beginning when the strike team is trying to figure out how they're going to get Lime to Mexico. And Shane's just like, how are we going to do that? Kavanaugh's cronies are watching us 24-7. And Mick's like, we're going to pull it off the same way we always do. Right under their noses with a goddamn smile on our face. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good yeah, one. That's about it. Yeah, I got nothing else. All right, let's do the Kristen Bell Best Guest Star Award. Well, I went with the pimp and the hooker. Yeah. Yep, I went with Allie Walker as the hooker, but, yeah, the pimp is just as good, really. They need to be a tag team. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yeah. not, oh, that's another line we forgot about. When they're when they're having sex and Claudette comes in, like, it's illegal to practice law in, in the state of California without a license. He's like, what do you think, baby? I need any more practice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's 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 really like you really hate her on Sunday anarchy that lady oh yeah she was she was terrible on that but in a good way yeah <laughs> where you're just like yeah she's a good villain yeah she's very ce <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess she was also uh, she was on that show the profiler for a long time so i think that's what made her uh you know, really rocketed her up in the profile. I guess she had kind of taken a couple years off of acting before this. And, Is that the uh, one with Roseanne Arquette or Patricia Arquette or David Arquette? Um, I'm not Roseanne. sure. I never watched it much. Profiles. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm not but she was. I think she was like the star. So. Oh, all right. Then no, that's not the show I'm thinking of. Hmm. Yeah, they're both both very good. Yeah. Uh, who do you have for MVP? This is a tough one. I went with Vic. Yeah. <laughs> we always go with Vic. It's so boring and shit, but what are you going to do? This is a yeah. big episode. I kind of went with the whole strike team as a unit. This is really kind of their last last episode. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely is. One uh, of those after this, it's uh, never going to be the same again. So, I mean, they all had their parts. I mean, Shane, obviously fucking asshole but his acting was very good so i mean i have to give him credit for that yeah goggins was was phenomenal this episode. he was awesome yeah hell yeah it, it's heartbreaking yeah fucking shame man yeah i'm guessing we might have the same answer for this next one the vendral cup for the biggest fuck up uh, well i actually <laughs> went with like i went with billings on this oh because of the fucking him owning the machines that burned Dutch and then like him telling Claudette about how he has these photos over these fucking machines. These machines are causing all kinds of problems for Billings. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> I told I, you, like the whole those machines are a running thing. <laughs> In yeah. A way you never would have expected when they first showed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's not over yet. I'm taking it you have Shane. Yeah, I want machine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he he fucked up here. Clearly, this is not going to end well. I mean, you have to imagine. 
I don't think it's getting into spoiler territory to, to say that obviously someone's going to have to find out eventually. It would be a, a terrible lapse in writing if you just had Vic never find out. What? It could, be, <laughs> could be one episode from now. It could be the last episode, but it's he's got to find out. Otherwise, you're really just leaving a lot of meat on the bone. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll find out together, Jank, as, as, yep. as a team. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, I would also say maybe Lem a little bit a lesser to to a lesser extent for his going to check on that kid. <laughs> that kid yeah, that, that is dumb. Him. Yeah, that was a bad idea. You're trying to lay low here, buddy. Yes, you you're trying not to die. A screaming. You don't know. Kids yeah, just scream. Kids just scream, scream a lot. Yeah. yeah. I don't give a fuck about your kids. Like, I'll tell you this much. Larry not going to check on that kid. Like, Larry, Larry might yell out the screen window, shut the fuck up over there. Like, as far as I'm going with that shit. Yep. That's a reasonable response right there. Yeah, yeah shut the fuck up. I don't give a fuck about your kids. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, let's do the... uh. The Dumpy Award for the worst part of the episode. Um, I went with Dutch trying to pimp Maria. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so fucking stupid and fucking. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, I that whole scene we were talking about where he's like he's trying to build her up and break her down at the same time like a pimp mm-hmm. because he's trying to he's trying out the pimp's pimpalicious lessons <laughs> or pimpology. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not so good at it. He should just stick to being Dutch. Yeah, it's 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 just dumb. Yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. What do you got? Um, I had some minor things that we've already kind of talked about, like that that girl who was speaking at an inaudible level. Um, Dutch <laughs> increasing the number of hours he's going to be working with Tina, even though he's transferring. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's not transferred anymore because when they get to the Lem crime scene, Dutch is like transfer denied. I need my yeah. best detective on this. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, he's got a brand new case that's going to be taking up a lot of his time. Um, but the biggest one to me, and this is kind of an outside of the shield one, uh, <laughs> but stick with me on this. I'm going to give my dumpy award for the worst part of the episode. To the fact that Sons of Anarchy just fucking ripped this off. <laughs> really? So hard. Like, uh, you remember near the end of that show, somebody very close to the main character, uh, main character kills somebody else really close to the main character and makes it look like some gang did it so that that main character then goes on a huge vengeance tear against that gang which ends up getting them in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I kind of remember. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Kurt Sutter just ripped this off entirely for the end of his show. It's like, do you have no other way to end a show? <laughs> He's probably like, hey, uh, hey, Sean, you mind if I borrow this, but on motorcycles? <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck. Do, do what you want, man. You're <laughs> We're done. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know why they felt the need to recycle that plot like entirely. Um, I mean, there's plenty of ways, plenty of things you could do. <laughs> you don't have to do like the exact same thing. Because I remember when I was watching Sons of Anarchy, I'm like, this is exactly their fucking 
shield again. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, God damn it. It's a good call. So, yeah. That's what I went with for that one. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, before we do uh, some casting, I guess we could talk about season five as a whole. Um, it's really fucking good. <laughs> it was way good. Yeah. Only 11 episodes, but fantastic all the way through. No, I, I, I haven't gone back and, like, rated, like, you know, averaged out what the ratings were. But this probably rated a little bit higher than season four. It's probably been the highest rated season I've given it so far. I think so for me as well. I still like season four better, though. I liked Glenn Close better than Forrest Whitaker, just because, once again, we're kind of working together. I like to see people trying to get shit done. Yeah. She was kind of like, in Vic's corner, and I like that angle where somebody's kind of cheering Vic on a little bit. Yeah, it, it happens so rarely on this show that you got to enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> we hadn't seen it, and we probably won't see it again. Yeah, especially, I mean, that's what's so heartbreaking. She was the one person who was, like, on his side, and yet she has kind of dealt him the worst blow by yeah. letting Kavanaugh in and um, starting that whole investigation in the first place. That's what led to Lem's death. And the, you know. She's a good cop, too, though. Yeah, she sure was. Yeah. She was a good captain all the way around. So it was her and Gilroy, basically, and that was about it when Team Vic. <laughs> yep. And then even like David they, Gilroy like was a fucking piece of shit, really. <laughs> yeah, he definitely was, yeah. Yeah. And he turns. Yeah, sad. Vic's got so few allies. Well, I mean, you know, he does it to himself though. He's kind of, you know. Yeah. He, that he's he a does. selfish asshole. <laughs> he really is. He's he's even turned most of his own family against him. Like, even when he's constantly busting on Dutch's balls at the station and shit, like, some people, like, that turns people off. Like, yeah, you know, like, oh, okay, it's funny to joke around or whatever, but Vic's just a douchebag. Yeah, he takes it pretty far sometimes. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I think this is my favorite season overall, just because it pulls on so many things from the other seasons. I just I love that continuity and just going back to these old things like oh yeah Dutch kind of suspected them of robbing that Armenian money train here it's a big plot point it's just like they they went back and really pulled so many things from other seasons that I really enjoyed that plus just the way the pressure was always on it just felt like such a roller coaster ride all the way through you're just like I I don't know what's gonna happen next but I'm I'm dying to see it. Now, do we get in, in season six, do we get like a season long guest star like we did with Forrest Whitaker and Glenn Close? Uh, not so much. I think there is a smaller guest star who's probably in like the back half or so. But so who is it? I don't even remember. He's one of those. He's not like very famous. No, uh, like Dean Cain. Yeah, it's not like Scott Kahn, but it's probably someone along those lines. Scott Bakula? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll, guess we'll yeah. find out together as a team, Jank. Yeah, but whatever happens, obviously the strike team is going to be changing a lot next season. With Claudette in charge and them down one member, they're going to have to add some new blood. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Yep. That'll be good. Yes. All in all, good, 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 good season. 
Yeah, and uh, you were right. Apparently, I heard in one of the commentaries that they they weren't entirely sure that this wouldn't be their last season. Oh. So I guess maybe they thought it was originally going to be just 13 episodes and this might be the last one. So that killing off Lem in episode 11 wouldn't be that bad because there's only two episodes left. (laughs) Although I don't know how they would have wrapped that up, though. Like, how do you wrap up the whole show in two episodes after Lem dying? Like, is Vic just going to find out Shane killed him in the first two minutes of the next episode? Well, (laughs) who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it would be rough. Yeah. We never got any other reference to like, isn't Vic supposed to be retired soon? Yeah, that'll be a much bigger plot point going forward. Um, They kind of, I guess, with all the lens stuff this season, they kind of had to push that into the background. All right. But yeah, that is definitely going to be a big thing going forward. Him trying to find a job. Uh, at least close. No, I think the next two seasons, there's not much of a time jump. Because um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Mar has even had the second kid by the time they get to the end of the show, so. Oh, really? She was like, what, three months along? I think Shane uh, says so. Oh, all right. Huh. It's going to go quick then. So every episode, just like the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Yeah. It's going to get exciting. From what I recall, season six wasn't my favorite overall, so I guess we'll see. Um, see how I feel about it now. <laughs> Definitely some good parts, but I feel like some things got stretched a little too too much. Mm. But we'll find out. All right. All right. Well, let's do some casting here. Oh. Our last cartoon characters casting session, which should make so you happy. <laughs> I, I struggle with this too, Jank. Have you picked a uh, a topic for next season? No. Ooh. All right. Yeah, I have not. <laughs> you have well, any? A little bit of time. Um. We'll, we'll, we'll talk we'll, about it. Yeah. We'll talk. Who would they be if they weren't on the shield? All right, so how many cartoons do you got? I don't really have too many. Um, I've got four. Okay. I just have one each for, like, four different characters. That's kind of what I have. Yeah. They don't even really make sense. <laughs> Same. I don't know what I'm saying at this point. <laughs> All right, so go pick one, and I'll see if I have the same character. Okay, do you have a uh, Becca Doyle? I do have a Becca Doyle. Our favorite lawyer lady, Becca Doyle. All right, who do you have for Becca Doyle? <laughs> Snow White. <laughs> oh, like, beautiful angel. <laughs> I actually like that a lot. I could totally just see that. Leads men around. <laughs> yep. Likes banging little midgets. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Me too. What, who do you have? Uh, I went with She-Hulk from the cartoon uh-huh. of the Incredible Hulk in the in the nineties because she was also a lawyer. <laughs> she is a lawyer, but then she can get real pissed off real quick. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if she would have punched Vic out, you know, uh, she he probably would have flew to the moon and shit. <laughs> I don't know. He's a little stockier than that. He, he's he got is. a good center of gravity. I think. She seems like she could be feisty though. Yeah, that's for sure. 
She ain't putting up with his bullshit. Not no more. Nope. Not no more. <laughs> All right. Who, who's your next one? Uh, what about Corinne? I, do, I don't have a Corinne. Oh, okay. I'll go with the one. The one for me that came to mind with Corinne was, you know, the wife who's, you know, she's she's attractive enough. She's just kind of annoying, and her the sound of her voice is just kind of grating. So I went with Lois Griffin from Family Guy. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't bang Lois Griffin though. Really? No. I would bang Corinne. <laughs> Would you bang Lois Griffin? Would you bang Marge Simpson? Uh, probably not Marge Simpson. Is it because she's yellow? <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it's the hair. Yeah, the hair. <laughs> yeah. That big beehive just isn't doing it for me. Yeah. It's um, kind of like having, you know, real short hair. Like a shaved head. I, this isn't good. I don't like no, I, I, I don't mind a shaved head on a woman. Really? Nah. I like it. A lot of girls look good. I'm a face guy, so more face is better for me. <laughs> uh, so I got Amolia. Oh, okay. I do too. Oh, you got her too? Yep. All right. Uh, who this is a real stretch, but. I, I hear you. I you went with it. Ren. <laughs> okay. From Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> Sounds Just good. Like, you know, scrawny ass, bug eyes. I know. <laughs> I know Ren is not a rat, but Ren looks like a rat. Ren's a cat. <laughs> I don't know. I just that's what I just picture as just a little wet rat. Yep, I can totally see that. <laughs> that's pretty fitting. What do you got? Um, I went with Sebastian the crab from Little Mermaid. I never saw it. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. But from what I was, I was trying to think of, like good traders. And I feel like there was the whole thing where, like, he was Ariel's friend, but then he, like, went behind her back and told the king, like, hey, this chick's always trying to go to the surface and shit. And then he came and, like, wrecked all of her stuff. So it's just like, yeah, he's fucking squealing on her. On his oh. friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I never saw that movie. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, but that was the only one I can think of. Plus, her son is named Sebastian. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so. Under the sea. <laughs> Uh, do you have a cleave-on? Ooh, I did not do cleave-on. <laughs> this is another stretch. <laughs> I went with Gargamel from the Smurfs. <laughs> nice. Instead of Smurfs, he's, he's just killing women, you know? Yep. Choking them out. <laughs> yeah. That was always Gargamel thing. He's I'll always get you, women. <laughs> we got one left each? Yeah, I wonder if it's the same one. I doubt it. Oh. Who do you got? <laughs> Uh, my last one was Antoine Mitchell. Oh, nice. I thought oh okay. I thought we did Antoine this season. Alright. Who do you got for Antoine? Uh for Antoine I went with Dr. Claw from uh, Inspector Gadget. Oh. Yeah, pretty much the same, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's always, you know, running things from behind the scenes, just kind of real raspy voice. <laughs> Faceless. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Claw. Yeah, I like it's basically him from prison, just kind of yeah, dance. Yeah, it's dance. That's true, pretty much. Um, I got Phillips. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went with uh, just any of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, just because he's got that. He, he looks like a Ninja Turtle without the bandana on. 
He's just kind of round, and he looks like he's got a shell on his back. I don't know. You're saying he should grow a beard so he looks less turtle-like in the face. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and maybe, you know, exercise. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I would tell him to exercise, but that'd be the pot calling the kettle black. So. Yeah, I hear you. I'm so <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so glad I'm done with the cartoons. I fucking hate it. Yeah, well, you'll never have to do it again. No, we're, we're never At doing it. At least for this show. <laughs> yeah, any show. <laughs> never. Aw. All right, so that's the end of season five, Jank. Yeah, this was, this was a tough one. We'll have Watching our palate cleanser next week. Yeah, we're going to be doing uh, the Three Stooges biopic from the year 2000, I believe. That's when yeah, it came out. It was a made-for-TV movie starring Michael Chiklis and the guy who played Paul Reyes this season. As Mo. Ah, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah, that guy's cool. I like that yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I forget the guy who plays Larry, like Evan Handler or something like that. Well, I watched the that. trailer, and he kind of sounds a lot like Larry. Yeah, he does a really good job as Larry. Yeah. Larry's the best. <laughs> really? I think so. Are you just saying that because your name is also Larry? No, I, just, I like Larry the best. Wow. Yeah. I would say of the main three, he's probably number three. Oh, what? You're insane. <laughs> I think Mo's third. Oh, I love Mo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about this on the palate cleanser. All right. We'll get to the finer points of all the yeah. stages. They call that a teaser. <laughs> yeah. There. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. I'm excited. I haven't seen this thing since it, you know, aired back in 2000. So God only knows if it's any good. I saw it when I was in high school. So I'm gonna say it's not any good, but probably we will find out. It'll be good to see Chickless do other things. Yeah. All right. So I guess that's about it. Um, if you want to send us an email, Mackie's Clubhouse at yahoo.com. Yeah. Uh, find us on the old Facebook. Mackey's Clubhouse. That's it. That's it. We'll see you next week for palate cleanser time. Till then. Bye, motherfuckers. Bye! Wants to know what your mama's putting in the corn muffin.